Hello, everybody. Welcome to Nintendo Power Black here on Boss Push Network. I'm your host, Ed Lachet, inside the NDV. Joining me is Bossman himself, the one, the only, Mr. Corey Derrick. Hello, good sir. Hello. Happy day to you. <laughs> I don't know. I almost said yes. happy Sunday because <laughs> we're recording a day early. Tomorrow's a holiday. Ed has off. It's all kinds of things. It's all happening. It's, it's such a wacky weekend. You're it's a wacky weekend. Of course, I'm a wacky weekend. I'm fun in many ways. Sure. Um. Well, this is gonna be a odd episode, everybody. So it's gonna be fun. Just yeah. Guess hang what? Out we don't us. have a doc. It's, it's wild. No show doc. It's gonna. It's gonna be wild. Wild, as they say. Yes. Um. So Not really. Before we get. Before we get into everything, uh, Corey, we got some Patreon producers to show Whoa, first. Not even gonna ask me how my weekend was, man. Not yet. Okay. Let's get the Fine. let's get our Patreons first. Fine. 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 If you say so. Okay. Well, here's here's the deal, Ed. You can support Nintendo Power Block Expansion Pass and the rest of the Boss Rush Network over on Patreon, patreon.com slash Boss Rush Network. A subscription service where you can support your favorite content creators directly. We offer two tiers currently, although there will be more. I wanted to get them done by September, but guess what? It's uh, it's September, and I did not get them done. So, for now, we offer two tiers. A $1 tier that gets you early access to all of, or not all of our shows, but five of our shows. And, Ed, and we offer a $5 tier where you can become a Patreon producer as well as gain early access to said shows. So without further ado, I want to thank our Patreon producers for this episode of Nintendo Power Block. And they are as follows. Adriel Munger, Celeste Roberts, my wife, Sana Dierig, Francisco Santillan returns. Also, Rebecca Jewell. I want to thank all of our Patreon producers. I want to thank all of our patrons. And I want to thank all of our free listeners. Remember, if you do listen for free, you can leave us a five-star rating or review on iTunes or Spotify. It would really help. Also, you can subscribe to the YouTube channel. That also helps. Leave the video a thumbs up. Subscribe. Hit the bell for the notifications. All those things that the YouTubers say. Do it all. Support us. It helps. Uh, also, I know I said this on one of the most recent expansion passes, but shout out to Adriel Munger for sending us sending me a nice message on on uh, Discord uh, about she just said she really enjoys the show and she enjoys the intro music and it's very nice. I appreciate that because you know sometimes we second guess ourselves and you know all those things. Not that Ed and I don't have a good time all the time when we're here, but you know, outside of the show, when we t- when we turn off, as they say, you know, you look at you look at it and you're like, is 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 what we're doing the right thing? And guess what? Messages like that make me say yes, yes, it is. So thank yeah. you. Yes. Well, Corey, how is no Ed? Weekend? How is your weekend? <laughs> My weekend. <laughs> It has been, 
kind of topsy turvy in mm. a sense. Um, one of our managers daughters um, had to go to the ER because her leg was hurting and so uh, I had to open up after I you know closed Saturday night so um, things are just happening and uh, I I kind of um, haven't got the chance to enjoy like the weekend because of work in a sense um but other than that, let's yeah, it's it's a weird week. It's it's it yeah, it's just weird. Ed needs help, guys. And normally and normally I would I would you know, be hype or have something funny uh to talk about, but no, just I don't know, it's just this weekend just Well you've had a long yeah. couple of days, dude. Like <laughs> at work mm-hmm. and you know. I'm actually shocked that you wanted to record tonight. So, yeah. Uh, I mean, I mean, we, I'm like, we had the opportunity to do something. So, I know you just like we need to catch up on some things or get some stuff in. Yeah, uh, but we so we weren't even gonna plan. We weren't even planning on having a power block episode this week. But, uh, I mean. You were off, and you. I said, "Do you want to record something?" And you said, "Yes." So you know, here we are. We're here. Yeah. We're entertaining. Ed, do I have to be the energy tonight? This is not. This is not how it works. You need to be the energy. <laughs> I'm the you, one that's tired you all know, the time. Let's let's reverse it. You be the energy tonight. No, look, and... Ed. I had I had some Italian sausages with some. Green peppers and and onions and look, we ate over at my parents' house and we had a lot of food and I'm more tired than usual because I ate a lot. So mm-hmm. I need you to energy, okay? Even if you're at like a two, I need you to be at like a four at least. Come on, <sighs> I know you got an energy I... drink or a Mountain Dew or some <laughs> brisk it. iced tea laying around there somewhere. <laughs> See. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> How do you know me so well? Because at, at we've times. been doing this for seven years, and <laughs> you know, I don't uh, know. <laughs> a hunch, like... I guess. <laughs> just like you know, I have a case of monsters sitting under my desk. So, <laughs> you know, that is so true. I was gonna buy some today, but I was just like, nah, I don't need, I don't need that hype. Yeah, you do. That much hype. Yes, you do. Yeah. Yes, you do. Anyways. Uh, yeah, Ed. Good to see you. My weekend's okay. Uh, we went over to my parents today, so mm-hmm. uh, just because it's a holiday weekend, they haven't seen the kids in a little bit, so we went over there and hung out and ate a lot of food and. My kids found a bunch of baskets that they moved around, so I'm sure my mom is looking around for those. That was funny. Oh, wow. You know, those types of things. We, oh, we went to the pool yesterday. That was fun. <gasps> oh, nice. The first time I went all summer, and it was also the last day, the last weekend it was open, so good for me, I guess. Uh, <laughs> and then, you know, tomorrow's a free day. I have to, I have to work a little bit in the morning, but I'm off tomorrow, so yeah. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, Ed. I know my weekend of being off is really rubbing it into you, but no, it's uh, so 
Friday, I had to go in early because um, I knew my, my store manager, she's going to have a dentist appointment, and uh, that would have to happen. Mm. What I didn't know is that she actually got sick, so mm. she didn't come in at work. So I had to start work at 12, but you know I had uh, some a lot of stuff to do at work, so I didn't get out to almost like 11.10. Mm. So I had worked 11 hours that, that Friday. Mm. Um, then I had to go to another store to get some uh, items to do some photo stuff, and then that took up more time because uh, when I got to work, I had like some photo stuff that I that nobody touched. Of course, that I had to do. So it was just like, oh, great. So it's kind of just been delay, 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 because I had to you know, get certain tasks and stuff done then working early and everything. So it's, it's, it's been, it's not draining me or anything. Uh, Are you sure? Cause it sounds like, it sounds like you haven't <laughs> slept in like four days. No, it's, I think once we get rolling with the show, we start talking about stuff. Uh, my height level, we get there, we get back. It's just, yeah, it's just I didn't I just didn't get to have a weekend, in a sense. So I think, you know, once I get a a full day off and kind of recuperate, and uh, once I kind of get back into doing things, I'll be good to go. I'll be like hyping and everything. Mm. Uh, just I just yeah, this weekend has just been like I said, wacky ups and downs, twists and turns, and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, but that's good that you got to eat, got to hang out with moms and pops. Um, yeah, it's good that you got to do that. Yeah, it's good to, it's good when I hear you in good spirits. Uh, and you know, you're having fun, that makes me happy. I'm trying to have fun, you know. Also, you know what else I did this weekend, Ed, that made me really happy. I literally reorganized every single asset from every single show that I slash we have ever been a part of, including the nerds gone rogue stuff and the DNA stuff. Oh, wow. I reorganized all of it. And like, just, it was, took me, took me a while, but I did it uh-huh. and it made me a little bit happy. So yeah, it was, it was fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, what yeah. a time! Well, um, Friday, uh, since you kind of brought up food, I ended up having uh, a supreme pizza of Domino's, and uh, I brought the other associates um, a pepperoni and Italian sausage pizza because I didn't know what everybody wants. Um, but I, I was just like, you know, since I'm going to be the only one here and I got all of this stuff happening, let's, let me have some pizza with you guys. And then I had Chipotle burrito bowl yesterday mm. uh, and then sushi today. Mm. Uh, but I did see something that one of my friends posted. Uh, and it's Little Debbie's, you know, those little donuts one, donut mm-hmm. ones, the covered chocolate one. They have a zebra cake uh one. 
So I'm going to see if one of the the grocery store that I go to for my snacks, if they have it, and and go grab some hmm. and see if they got it. Nice. Nice. So, uh, that's kind of just what. Oh, and I had some chicken nuggets also. Uh, but that's chicken kind of nuggets. what from where? Yeah, from McDonald's, of course. The twenty mm. piece. Okay. Okay. I mean, who else? Have good chicken nuggets. I know Wendy's do have some good ones. No. They're a little bit small. You're they feel t- like you're, t- some you're, t- you're talking to somebody who doesn't eat McDonald's. So, but that's why I ask who. Who has good and chicken nuggets? Yeah, Wendy's spite the spicy nuggets, mm-hmm. or uh, Chick Fil A, or I don't know anybody else. <laughs> uh, well, I see. I, I get the regular nuggets from Wendy's. I get the four for four. I mean, that's fine too. You know, that's fine. That's fine. But they also I've never yeah. had these spicy nuggets. Why not? They say they taste just like the spicy chicken sandwich, but in nugget form. Because <sighs> you, you know, know what you could do how... though. You know what you do. You buy a little nug. You buy a six pack of nuggets. Okay. Take them home. Mm-hmm. You get some King's Hawaiian rolls. Put a little bit of mayonnaise on there. Mm-hmm. Put the nuggets on the Hawaiian rolls. Eat them. I've never done it, but it sounds delicious because I just saw a commercial for King's Hawaiian rolls earlier. <sighs> the best. The, when it comes to breading or rolls, the best. Yeah, that's pretty good. I got to tell you. I. So. Like, it, it's one of the things that I definitely have to have during Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Um. Mm-hmm. So, let me. Any other? Uh, I so I had, I had, um. Like I said, I had some Italian sausage, uh, with some grilled peppers and onions at my parents. I had we had chicken kebabs, over there. Ooh, with that's also green, good. yellow, and red peppers and onions on the kebab with the chicken. That was also very good. And a salad and roll and butter, like this rye bread with some deliciousness on it. Uh, mm-hmm. Nothing like a good piece of bread and butter, though. You know what I mean? Oh, of course, yes. So. It's it's a it, uh, yeah. At my family, at my um, family restaurant, they give us different kinds of bread, but they always have butter with it. And we always, you know, open up the bread and put the butter inside of it. Like it's a must-have. Yeah. So delicious. Let me tell you. Very good. Uh, and then my mom made these chocolate chip cookies. So th- she has these little, like, little pans that you put the cookie dough in. Yeah. And you put them in the oven, and then they turn into, like, these giant chocolate chip cookies. Oh, so good. I had two of them. Shh. Uh, <laughs> I had two of them, and they were so good. <laughs> uh, you didn't have more. Because man, I gotta let other people eat. I can't be an animal. How many did? How many did she make? Uh, I don't know. I think she made like one for everybody. But but my wife didn't eat one. Maybe she did. Maybe she had. Okay. Maybe she shared with the kid. I don't know. I don't know how it happened. I just know I had two, and they were delicious. And I want more. Ah. Uh. I love cookies. That's like Mrs. Fields cookies. Like it's that nice soft. Uh, cookie, but it's so chocolatey and a bit moist and buttery. And it's just like, mm, yeah, these are so good. I think that's why I eat like the soft 
to me um triple hoy ones yeah like if i if i do like hard cookies yeah i'll do like oreos here and there or the triple hoy but man nothing like those aldi's like ice ice oatmeal cookies Hmm. or i'll get sometimes i'll get the raisin ones uh if if like on a whim but normally their ice oatmeal cookies i'm always getting if i'm at aldi's Hmm. yeah it's very good it's very I, i love i love a good good cookie you know you know some people are like ice cream people some people are like candy people. Mm-hmm. I am a good cookie person. I enjoy a good cookie. You know? Yes. Cookies are delicious. Could we consider fig noodles as cookies? I think those are cookies. I think they're considered cookies. Cookies? Okay. I mean, I don't know why they wouldn't be considered cookies, but. I mean, they put them in a cookie aisle. Uh, and I think it's because of the middle part. The uh, where the filling is at, that's more, and and I guess that that dessert or that cookie is like open for you to see it, mm-hmm. um, instead of it being like round shaped and all closed, yeah, and everything, yeah. So, yeah, that was that was some some good eats. Let me tell you, very very good. Yes, um, I'm going to get on Grayson because he has some snack tendo goodness with some um, Japanese or I think it's Japanese food that he had. Uh, he took a picture of him like, ah, when you come on the show, you must tell me all about this. <laughs> yeah, uh, I have I have been having a, a hunger for a Chicago style hot dog mm-hmm. and I'm just may get one tomorrow um, or Tuesday. Okay. Unless there's a Nintendo Direct this week, <laughs> I'd be like, "Well, I'll be having." I mean, Direct. look, <laughs> we're gonna talk about this theoretical Nintendo Direct because that's kind of the that's probably gonna be the docked mode or or topic for the show because I have a lot okay. to say, especially because like I saw some stuff about the Mario movie come out today, uh, mm-hmm. and I saw some other things that I would really like to talk about, like the return of Atari and how they're kind of talking to Nintendo a little bit. Uh, I heard on a podcast today. So like, I'm like, we got a lot to talk about the Wii U shutting down services this month. So we have some things to discuss Ed, but first, what time is it Ed? Of course, it's time for Pay With Power! Yes, yes, there it is. There it is, Ed. There it is. Let me tell you, Ed. Okay, here we go. Are you ready? I'm going first. <laughs> I'll talk about Destiny later, because I know I bore everybody with Destiny. But I played some of that Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the Cowabunga collection. And let me tell you, a lot of those games are really bad. But... <gasps> No, not, not not like they run bad or anything. They run how they're supposed to, right? But they're just like the Game Boy games aren't very good. The NES games aren't very good. The even Tournament t- Fighters is not very good. I was actually quite disappointed with how how not great Tournament Fighters is. But the two arcade games, the Super Nintendo game, and the best game in the collection, 
Hyperstone Heist are all very, very delightful to play. Uh, Hyperstone Heist is the <coughs> often forgot about Genesis game, which is essentially Turtles in Time with a few extra levels and bosses. And in the middle of the game, there's actually a boss rush mode of the first four or five bosses that you have to fight. It's really fun. Uh, and so, and instead of instead of Super Shredder at the end, you fight Hyper Shredder, which is you know whatever because he stole the Hyper Stone, so that makes sense. Um, but yeah, man, Hyperstone Heist is it brought back so many memories of being little and sitting behind my parents' couch with this little like in table with my NES and my like my NES and my Genesis and my Game Boy were all on this little entertainment center, and it was mm-hmm. just. Man, like Hyperstone Heist, going through that game, I I played through like the first couple levels because I was trying to get a feel for every single game in the collection. Like, you know, and I was also, I also spent way more time looking at the extra stuff on in the collection. Like the yeah, they have nice, beautiful scans of all of the boxes from both regions in the game. They have the instruction manuals. They have the coupons. They have, uh, I, they have a press release for one of the NES games that's super rare. Uh, they have Japanese design docs from Konami in there. It's like super impressive. There's a couple. There's even a couple episodes I think of the cartoon on there. The only thing. Oh wow. The only thing that's not in there, Ed, is the original compilation of the theme song. They use the same, like when you put the get launch the game, they yeah. use the same, uh, song and animations from, the uh, Shredder's Revenge. Which is fine, but uh, but like that was like the one thing that I was like, oh man, you like it would have been so cool if you turned it on and it was the it was the nineteen eighties Ninja Turtles cartoon, like yeah. that theme song. But it's it's the one that they re recorded, which is which is if that's the only thing you couldn't get, dude. The licensing nightmare Konami and Nickelodeon probably had to go through to get some of these games. <laughs> like, man, uh, Hyperstone Heist. But- but licensing as as in because well, of, like, of because Nickelodeon owns it. Well, well, they own the TMNT license now, but they don't own the rights to the arcade games. They don't like Konami owns the rights, but also you have to get uh, who IRM involved because they own like distribution rights and they own uh, some development rights and like a lot of the games are actually extremely hard to play these days because there's so many different hands in the pot. That's very weird because Konami developed well, that's and published. Well, that's why, they, that's why they redid the... That's why they came out with Turtles in Time reshelled on the 360, right? Because they mm-hmm. couldn't get the... They couldn't lock down the arcade rights to sell it at a decent price. It was actually cheaper for them to remake the game than it was to get the rights to this game. Wow! So that I that I didn't know. I thought because Konami, well, and plus Nickelodeon didn't own uh, Turtles at the time. Um, no, have, actually, who actually owned it at that time? Who owned uh, the Ninja Turtles? I think. Yeah. What when Konami w, was making the games? No, not WB. Maybe Fox kids i don't know because hmm. the because the creators didn't 
I, I think I feel like there's a history with the turtles that oh, we don't fully they, know yet. I don't know like the whole. There's an article, a story of breaking everything down between them in the in the series. Yeah. So I'm not. I don't know, man. I just know that there's a lot of licensing in here, and like I know a lot of people thought that forty dollars was really steep for this, but actually it's like probably pretty cheap it's probably the cheapest that you could probably i'm surprised if konami is making any money off of this uh well they probably are making they probably making some money i don't know how much i'm sure they're making some money or it wouldn't have been worth it to do this but also like you know it's probably not as much as like i don't know the castlevania collection right right well i know for a lot of uh for a lot of players uh, like who who know these games right now this is the only way that you could play it unless you own those original copies like none of these games never been re-released at all on any platform yeah so um right now <laughs> like b- besides the arcade game you could uh unless you go like to like a place that does all these on old arcade old arcades and they still got that arcade board still up and running. That'd be the only way. But like for a lot of these lot of the stuff in this collection, there's no way that you can actually play unless you own it all. Um because I had Hyperstone Heist. I actually paid twenty dollars to get Hyperstone Heist because it was that was the price of it at uh KB Toy Store mm. in the mall. Uh, Cause I remember there was a lot of games that was on the Sega Genesis and Konami's games is always twenty bucks. Cause that's how I got Rocket Knight Adventure too. Or uh, mm, Rocket Knight Adventure. Right, and I if I would have had the Sega CD, I still to this day would have had Snatcher for twenty bucks. Man, Rocket Knight Adventure, man, what a game! They remade that game for XBLA too, and it's backwards compatible. I, I never knew they did a remake, it, and uh, I never got to play the remake. Well, it's only it's only like ten bucks. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll probably pick it up, and give it a try. It oh, it's not it's not great, but it's it's fun. It's fun enough, we'll say. Uh, but yeah, that collection is is really fun and super nostalgic. The thing is, is like if you want a good Ninja Turtles game, go buy go buy the. Uh, Shredder's Revenge, but if you want that nostalgic feeling and like you were nostalgic for these games back in the day, mm-hmm. and like so, like the Game Boy games aren't very good. That I didn't even, I've never even played three, and I checked that out. And like two and three, the sprites are for those turtles are huge. It's like it's like it's like Metroid two size size sprites on these. Oh, yeah, that's it's, too big. Yeah, it's rough. And like I think three, I think the third Game Boy game is actually like a Metroidvania <laughs> style game. Yeah, they did say. Yeah, they did say it was. Yeah, uh, which is super interesting. Uh, the NES games are like they're fine, right? I mean, the first game is just bad. The first game is bad, but the thing is, though, great soundtrack though. Oh yeah, soundtrack's awesome. But that's the only good thing about it. The yeah. thing is, is is that Konami and whoever like helped develop this, I think it was Digital Eclipse, like actually yeah, went into some of these games and retooled some of the like jumping and assets to make them play like they're supposed to. Yeah, and like. Other than the NES game being an NES game, like there's no, there's no like glitching, there's no asset disappearing, you know, 
Like it, it plays and looks great. And, uh, uh, well, great as in, you know, whatever the arcade game, the Ninja Turtles two and three are kind of like, they're on the same engine. Uh, I don't ever remember really playing turtles three on the NES either all that much. I've never got a chance to play Manhattan Project because I, I knew of I see it in ads, but mm-hmm. I think around that time, it's not it's not that I wasn't asking for it or anything. Uh, I, there was just something something inside me just never wanted it, you know, never looked forward to it, and I think it was kind of, I feel like it, it was almost close to the end of the NES life. Um, lifespan because yeah. after that, uh, Turtles of Time came because I skipped three and uh, played Turtles of Time. Yeah, it's uh, so like it's basically a direct sequel to the uh, uh, the arcade game. So, I mean, mm-hmm. you're really not missing a whole lot, you know. Uh, it's a direct sequel to the arcade game, like it plays just like Turtles 2 on the NES, same yeah. character animation, same sprites, just new levels, pretty much. Uh, like if these games came out today, it would definitely be DLC. <laughs> uh, pretty much, yeah. So that's cool. Turtles in Time. I still stand by that the Super Nintendo version, aside from a four, aside from playing with four players, the Super Nintendo version mm-hmm. is the definitive version of Turtles in Time. Like the oh, arcade yeah. game is is fine, but like tur- the Super Nintendo version has like extra enemies like the bosses are switched around and make more sense and like so so they did that to extend the game because i know um you know for the arcade like if you play the arcade it was supposed to be a a quarter buncher yeah even though you got four people and everything um and 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 during that time a lot of the arcade games only had close to five or six levels anything yeah well yeah yeah, I mean, I mean, I wasn't expecting like a, you know, like a. What I mean, it I so, anyways, back to uh, back to the games. I still think in in my opinion, the best game in the entire collection is Hyperstone Heist. Uh, I know it's because it's the game I played the most out of this collection. It's mm-hmm. the one I'm most nostalgic for. But like the Super Nintendo. Oh, by the way, the Super Nintendo and and. NES controller and uh, Genesis gamepad all work on this thing, so you can play the games like they were supposed to be played, and which is unique to the Switch version, or I guess the PC version. I guess if you really want to go that route, but uh, <coughs> the this collection is super fun and nostalgic. The like I said, the games mm-hmm. are like they're fine, but it's if you're nostalgic for these games, this is a great way to play them if you uh are not nostalgic i don't know if it's going to change your mind on ninja turtles or not but in my opinion like it was worth the price i think this yes and i i will say this and then i'll I'll let you continue Corey. this was the good era of the ninja turtles because this week after kind of after hyper i think hyperstone heist hyperstone heist or Tournament Fighters was the last game that came out for a while for the Turtles. Um, because when it got to once Konami lost the license or wasn't making any games for it, uh, 
Well, who, the got, game the, who started... got the license after Konami? It was Activision, right? Was it Activision or was it... Well, Ubisoft had it for a while. Yeah, Ubisoft, Ubisoft had it for a while. Activision got it then because they hired Platinum to make that their game. And right, then, and then they made those two it... downloadable ones, right? They did they did the arcade game, the original arcade game uh, mm-hmm. for 360. They did the... Uh, that. They did a Turtles Malay style game. That was Ubisoft. That was that was Ubisoft. That turtle, like the Wii Smash Up Turtles one. That's like Smash. Smash. Yeah, I, I think when you said the arcade game, I was thinking of you was talking about Ubisoft. So that's why I oh. said the, that one. And then, uh, but who uh, did who did the like the GameCube and PS2 era ones? So Konami did those. Konami okay. did two of those. And then that's when it went to uh, Ubisoft, and then it went to Activision because Activision was last. Um, yeah, uh, Activision was last with it because Activision because the last one that I remember was the Platinum Games one that they did because that uh, Malay one that on that was on Wii. That beat em up one was, I think, still that might have still been that they might have been Activision or Ubisoft, but I think it's it was Activision, yeah. Um, so yeah, anyways, like this, this game, super cool, super fun. Highly recommend if you uh like the Ninja Turtles, uh, even from just like a an educational standpoint mm-hmm. of these games, like. The extra stuff, the extra stuff in this collection, like I said, is wild. The amount of extra stuff in here, and even if you're just curious where these games came from, or, uh, you know, uh, that just like the history, or you want to see the box art, or concept drawings, or anything, <laughs> it's all in here, and it is all awesome. I think th- this is a good thing for people to understand why during the 90s and part of the 80s not only why people love the turtles but why they why konami was so beloved by many gamers and it's because this reflected what konami was back in the day on the nes arcade of genesis before it kind of went to playstation and became what it is now that people don't like i should say yeah so Check it out. It's awesome. Highly recommended. Uh, so I played that, and I played a little bit more of Shredder's Revenge because I never finished it. Uh, I was just in, like, a Turtles mood. Uh, mm-hmm. I played some more Link's Awakening. Nothing new to really update there. I'm going to try to f- – I think I'm going to try to finish it this week, uh, especially because since we're not recording tomorrow and I'm off and – all that stuff. Uh, I'm gonna try to finish it tomorrow, but I also played a lot of Destiny, including uh, the King's Fall raid, the returning raid from Destiny One, and it was that raid is still super buggy and like, I mean, I messed up a little bit, and there's some new mechanics in there, but like, mm-hmm. in a raid that probably should have taken us two or three hours, took us like five or six. <laughs> My rec- my video recording of it is a little over five hours. I recorded the th- whole thing to try to like because I think I'm gonna throw it up on YouTube and just as a raid run. Uh, yeah, but man, 
that game, that raid is still the best piece of destiny out there. And, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. It was, it was so much fun. Um, the encounters are still just as memorable. Uh, and it's amazing. Cause like, I remember playing it in destiny one and, and it looking good, but like they did, they did a lot of lighting work and texture work. And, uh, I think they replaced some of the character models specifically mm-hmm. with new versions of them. And like, when you see, when you see orcs climb up over the side of that ship, man, and you see how big he is in like, the and you know it's just oh my gosh dude it's so <laughs> there's just so much here uh it, it's it's still my favorite thing in destiny and i'm glad like i don't have to <laughs> have destiny one downloaded to play it or find five people that play destiny one still to play it mm-hmm. uh, you know so uh, i did do that and uh yeah uh, that's all i'm gonna say about this i've also been doing the treasure hunts which are super fun I've been going back and doing a lot of the things that I didn't do to try to clean out my quest log. Cause you can only hold like, what is it? 48 or 56 quests at a time. I'm not sure. Dang. Uh, and I, <laughs> I have 42 quests that I haven't done yet. <gasps> uh, so I'm going back in, like ones all the way back from shadow keep, which is the now three expansions ago, I still have quests from there that I didn't complete. So I'm going back and like doing the quests kind of in order that I didn't do them in. Uh, so I'm mm-hmm. doing the Shadow Keep quests and then the Light or the Beyond Light quests um, to get the fragments for my Stasis character, and then you know moving up through the rest of it. So. That's that's what I've been playing. What are you playing, Ed? Anything fun? Anything interesting? So, um, I finished Saints Row. Uh, and everybody, you go to bossrush.net and check out my review. See, uh, get my thoughts uh, about that. And uh, I I had fun. I actually, and I was listening to Crossroads uh, from last week. Listening to um, Story and Laurent talk about it because they're playing it too. And I was listening to everything that they were kind of saying with it. And that what they kind of said kind of reflects what's in my reviews, that it's a fun, it's a bit repetitive, but like shooting the guns, moving around, um, some stuff being very comedic and everything, and just outlandish. Um, it still retains that, that Saints Row feel, and it really feels more like Saints Row 3. Uh and it's like present, like in the feel and the presentation and gunplay and everything. Uh, and I, what I do love about this game is that it's, man, it it doesn't focus on a lot of vehicle missions or you know you in a helicopter. It doesn't do any like. You may have one or two missions like that, but if like you want to do vehicle missions, it's all side quests and everything. You're, you're not forced literally to do anything where the driving is so bad or you got to drive and shoot at the same time. You, you don't have to do none of that, which I am so happy that uh, Volition did make that decision that when you start a mission and um, yes, you could drive to the mission. Of course, you're driving to the mission, but when you're in it and everything, you're literally just... Um, you're literally just doing a lot of shooting 
you know, third person shooting. Um, and uh, it's not cover based or anything, which is fine. Uh, I, I know that when you were in some of the animations where you're doing the takedown, uh, and that's when your Saints uh, circle at the bottom it gets filled up to 100 after you're like kill certain enemies, it starts that gauge starts filling up you'll be able to take down the enemy to heal yourself. And you know, that that's, that's fine and everything. Um, but I, I just find it so literally fun doing all of that. And when I didn't have to do too much vehicle stuff or being an airplane, it made the enjoyment better. Now, reason I kind of feel like it's, it's a good game. And I, and I feel like people will buy it more at, uh, around um, Black Friday it's because that it still feels like Saints Row 3 and not like a reboot so it's not like too many fresh ideas it's just like a game that you already did before just all of that, that all that coding has been transferred to this game with some new coding onto it which I, I'll take I, I'm completely fine with that um so yeah, that's kind of what I've been playing on like Xbox, uh, Switch. Still playing. I've been cleaning up quests on Xenoblade Chronicles Three, and I think I gotta just. I think I had to miss some side quests so I could actually finish this game, because <laughs> uh, Splatoon Three is coming out uh, this Friday, and I kind of want to jump into that and play it and everything, hmm. um, because. Uh, um, Next week I will be on vacation. So uh next Sunday I it starts my whole vacation and everything. Nice. So I'm super excited. Um I'll have like eight I'll have eight no nine days of able to play games uh and get stuff done and everything. So I'm excited for that uh and stuff. Um, again, just I need to start getting my uh, Xbox One and PlayStation Four games like just organized and uh, categorized so I can put them into my computer system and everything, or uh, you know, get that uh, all together and then get all my Switch games. Which Corey, I went to Best Buy. Yeah. Um, because I uh, my keychain came in. That I that I got when I pre-ordered Saints Row, it came in. I didn't know that it came in. I thought it was going to send it to me, so I went to go pick it up. Uh, and I I was just like, you know what? I'm going to walk through the gaming section and see what they got. So Switch is looking good, looking full. Some empty spots here and there. I get to their Xbox section, and it's only about three rows full with games. Like two whole sections are empty, and I'm like, "Whoa, wait a minute, what's going on? Are you guys getting rid of this Xbox section, or are you reducing it to, like, like really low? Because I didn't even see Strangers of Paradise Final Fantasy. I was gonna see if they had it for Xbox. Mm-hmm. They didn't have it there. They had like some old stuff. And then I went to the PlayStation era, um, and they had mostly PS5 games, which is fine. But what happened to the PlayStation 4 games? Like, what... Excuse me, everybody. I'm like, what is going on with Xbox and Sony and everything? 
like why is they why is they sex just re- reducing and Nintendo is just like flourishing with everything. I'm I'm telling it, you, man. Like Xbox, like the Xbox gamer wants digital games. I'm telling you, the Xbox community, and I think we had this discussion on a recent expansion pass or mm-hmm. something where. You know, Sony fans are kind of like Nintendo fans uh, where they want their collection. They want to show the games on the shelf. They want to, you know, buy all the first party games and support everything and, you know, be there. Whereas Xbox with Game Pass and, you know, their push for digital games and the discounts you get for digital games for being an Xbox Live Gold member or Game Pass subscriber or even their, I mean, they sell a console without a disc tray, right? Like the Series S. So, like, they're pushing the digital marketplace. And you're going to start seeing less and less of an Xbox se- section to and, the point where, like, yes. to the point where Microsoft's going to have to be careful because they need, they, I mean, we're not at a point yet. We're getting close. We're getting really close. But we're, we're getting to the point where, like, you're they're not like stores are going to stop carrying xboxes because like once you sell the box what are you going to sell alongside it a controller you're not going to sell any games because they're all digital so like what are you going to do you know but this is the problem because when so if your internet crashes or something happens to microsoft servers where it's not being online Mm -hmm. and stuff even with games that you bought from them digitally will not work well, I mean, di- your discs won't be able to read the license either, though. I mean, I, that's that's disc based games. Disc based games are like, I would say, starting probably towards the end of the Xbox One, PlayStation Four era. Just don't mm-hmm. like I have. So I have Destiny physically on <laughs> on Xbox. Guess yeah. what? The stuff on the disc is not doesn't exist anymore. The stuff on the disc is gone. They don't even sell yeah. disc versions of Destiny anymore. Like the expansions yeah, or they, anything, they don't come on discs. I I still have my physical version of Destiny, and the thing about this, if well, the reason why I say that is because uh, I popped in uh, with Saints Row, for example. No, not Saints Row. Sorry, Tomb Raider. Because something happened to the online. I was connected, try, trying to get my system connected. I had rebooted everything with my internet. My internet was working, but my system was acting just weird. So I was so games that I literally had purchased. Games that work, games with gold, no game pass. Up, well, I don't have a game pass anymore, so I'm fine with that. I couldn't play for some on a reason because it couldn't check online mm-hmm. to see if I if it was a legit copy or whatever. Uh-huh. But I put in my Tomb Raider I had Tomb Raider 3 installed, you know, and you would think that if it's going to be just all based on the license then that should have been part of it. No, I was able to play my physical versions on my Series X and it's just like, this is weird. I'm like if I bought it digitally and everything I should be able to play because the only games that I don't own is anything with games with gold. That's the only yeah. stuff that's that that I don't own. You know everything else that some of the stuff that I still have when I had Game Pass and stuff I got I deleted I got rid of. I'm like because I don't got the service no more. Yeah. 
but like the stuff that I brought digitally on do Microsoft service or you know do Xbox, I should be able to play and load up. Mm-hmm. If my switch goes offline, I'm still able to play my digital games on there. Yeah. The thing too though is is like I've actually been playing around with canceling my Xbox uh my Game Pass subscription just because like I don't have the time. I prefer to play on my Switch unless and like the only game I put any like real time into, right? I'm probably going to buy, you know, like and I like if you asked me that a year ago, I would have said you were crazy. And I'm sure I've said that to you multiple times for canceling your Game Pass subscription. But like I was thinking about it today and I'm like, because I'm playing around with canceling our Netflix subscription, except we just started watching a show on Netflix called Uncoupled. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's uh, yeah, it's Neil Patrick Harris's new show. And it's yeah, (laughs) it's really good. I've been watching it. I got like two more episodes that I need to uh, watch. It's it's really good, but like my point is is like I'm trying to see where we can like cut corners because a I want if I'm gonna spend money I want to spend money on things that I'm gonna you know utilize and stuff. Mm-hmm. But you know it's just like I I don't know I just feel like I'm not I'm not utilizing my Game Pass subscription enough to warrant me having it, which is kind of it. It's kind of sad, but also like super true. Which, which I think that was the thing that we did expansion pass on, and we talked about Game Pass, you know, coming to Switch and, and everything. And we kind of talked about people would use Game Pass more for Switch, but I think the thing with Game Pass that I that I personally had a problem with is that anything on it I've already owned or played, so it's not offering me anything new. Uh, for other people who want to experience Game Pass, that's great and everything, but then you got this huge collection. There should be more games on the systems or that people experience during Game Pass and always feel like it's some it's sometimes the same game. They haven't moved away from that. They get hyped that new games are coming to Game Pass and then barely anyone checks them out. You know, and I can't say anything for PlayStation Essentials just yet until I hear more people I, talk about that service. I don't think that service is doing as well as they want it to. Um, I I mean I don't know for sure. I'm not invested in Sony the way I'm Nintendo or even Xbox at this point. But like I mm-hmm. I just I listen to a lot of PlayStation podcasts, not a lot, like a couple, uh, and the couple PlayStation podcasts I listen to and the couple Xbox podcasts I listen to, they're all just kind of like it exists if you want it, <laughs> you know, it kind of has almost has like a PlayStation now uh, kind of feel to it. And it kind of, I don't know. I kind of feel bad, but also I don't know if they know what they're doing with the service yet. You know, I mean, how they haven't had a good rollout cadence. I mean, it's going to take a while, right? Like it's going to take probably like six months to a year of this service being out before they have a good cadence of rollout and whatever. But like, I've heard like they, since the the service launched, they haven't released any thing prior to PS4 since launch, except for like 
I think next month they're getting the second siphon filter game and the PSP version of Toy Story 3 for some reason. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, look, I'm all for these subscription services. I think I think Nintendo's classic service actually does it the best where you have the module and you download it and they upload the or they update the module, right? So you like when there's a new Nintendo 64 game out, you don't really have to wait for like a 10 gig update to the module, right? Like it says Nintendo Switch Online has uh, an update. You download the update and then it just appears in the in the emulator, right? And then you can play it and yeah. do whatever you want. And I think that's awesome. I think that is the best solution. You know, I almost wish Game Pass was like that. And like technically, I guess you can filter it by console, right? Which I guess is essentially the same thing, but like I guess PlayStation is just like all over the place. You can't search by release date because they all say 2022 on them. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. It, I, again, look, I don't want to judge it until it's been out for a while, but just from what I've heard externally, it seems like uh, it needs some work. But Yeah, because I think, I think Austin and Leron has it. Yeah. That I know of. Yeah. Um, and I, I think for Game Pass, you, Jesse, um, David, and I think Story, um, and maybe Stephanie has Game Pass, I think. Uh, some of the Boss Rush crew has Game Pass. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think most of us have Nintendo Switch Online. With the expansion, I know me and you got ex- uh, Switch Online and expansion, yeah, and everything, yeah. You yeah. know, and I and I do play games on on it. Like I I play some of the Genesis games on it. Yeah, and I was actually looking through Game Pass today, and I actually forced myself to download some stuff to my console from Game Pass just to be like, mm-hmm. I'm not utilizing this system enough. I know I'm really into Destiny right now, but like. There are games on here that I've always kind of wanted to check out, but like I also went in and I realized three of the five games that I downloaded I already own some somehow, you know, like Final Fantasy Thirteen and Dishonored and uh, Fable, the Fable Anniversary Collection. Those were all games that I went into Game Pass and downloaded, and I realized I already owned them. So like, <laughs> that was it was like a waste of time. Right, I actually bought Fable two and Fable three, so yeah. I could play them because I never got to play them. Yeah, I, I own all three Fable games. I own the Dishonored like I bought that Arcane collection right before Microsoft announced they were buying Bethesda. Remember uh-huh. when they they that collection that had uh, Dishonored one, two, Death of the Outsider, and Prey. That collection, Ed. Yeah, I'm here. Oh, did you hear what I said? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That collection, I I ended up buying, and then like two weeks later, the, they said they were buying Bethesda, and all those games are going to be on Game Pass. I was like, oh. Uh. But you know, I mean, look, I'm not going to be playing Destiny three or four times a week forever, right? Like I, this right. season's going to come to an end, or you know, when the Christmas stuff comes around, or I'll probably I might be burned out by the time you know in a couple weeks, whatever you know. But like right now, it's an exciting time, so that's where my head's at but 
I don't know, man. Like I told you, if it's if the game is on Switch, I'm gonna buy it there because it's just it's just that's that's just where I want to play games. You know, like I said before, like if it's not on Switch, I'll play it on Xbox. If it's not on Xbox, then I'm probably not playing it for a while. Pretty much, because like like for me, the next game on Xbox literally is. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 because I got the first one and I want to see what the the campaign is. That's the only one that's left because everything else is pushed back to next year where at least with Switch I got something almost every week if I'm looking forward to. Like this week is Splatoon. Uh, In a couple of weeks it's going to be Bayonetta and Nier and Mario Rabbids uh, 2. It's like it's going to be a, a, a bunch of stuff and everything. But yeah. like for a lot of the third party, if it's on Series X, I'll get it there. Um, the only ones that I won't get is the is the PS5 versions of games if it's not on PS4. Like the next PS4 game, even though I got Horizon, the next one is going to be God of War Ragnarok. And that means I only to if I look at it, the, I will only have two PlayStation games that I brought this year. Mm-hmm. It's two more than I got. You know. Uh, yeah, I mean, the thing, too, though, with, with PlayStation is just, like, A, it's too much money right now, and B, it's so big that I'm just, like, I don't really, <laughs> I don't really want this thing because I don't have anywhere to put it, you know? So, that's... I, I'm to me it's more because i'm more concerned about the games than the size of the system yeah well just... i mean it has games that i want to play right like it has the uncharted collection has god of war ragnarok it has horizon like those are three game three four games i would totally play again mm-hmm. uh, and i will at some point just uh you know not on a system that's the size of my house I think some people are gonna feel like it, why would you why would you not have that same feeling for PlayStation like I have done with Nintendo? Like Well the why thing is, it... is the Switch is uh cheaper and it's smaller and I can take it with me. Those are three reasons. Uh plus like, you know, the obvious reasons like Zelda and Mario Kart and all the great games, but like But I think I think some people might feel like, well, you know, you talk about Uncharted, like you played that on PS3 and everything. Well, I did. Uh, <laughs> I did play it on PS3. <laughs> oh, I know, but I'm talking about me. People oh. asking me, but you know, I would have get that on PS5 or or The Last of Us or something like that. But if it's like Wind Waker, you know, you played it on GameCube and you we bought it on Wii U, and if it came to Switch, you'll buy it again. Why is that? acceptable but not for playstation and uh for me for me you know it's i i will rebuy some games that i have played before and everything Mm -hmm. um and i know that's different i know that's contradicting about what i said with game pass and everything but there are just sometimes there are some games that i would rebuy because you know they did some uh some updates, uh, quality of life changes and everything that I'd be like, okay, I know with Nintendo, if I don't get this now, if anything in the future happens, at least I would have a, have a copy because Nintendo don't re-release a lot of games. 
The only reason why they re-releasing a lot of uh, Wii U games is because people didn't play a lot of those titles on that system. Mm-hmm. And you know, and you know that the moment someone gets the itch of trying to find that that Nintendo game, they're gonna go online and they're gonna see the pri- that price jacked up three to five times its original price if they want physical. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, for me, like, with physical stuff, like, Nintendo's the only console that I get physical stuff for anymore. You know, I mean, even even Destiny, like, they have these really cool collector's editions that, like, yeah, I would get them if I had, like, more money and no kids and no wife. Like, I would definitely get them. But, like, you know, it's just, like, it's just more stuff that, like, at the end of the day, they get, like, the game is a live service game, which, you know, that's, I think games like destiny and Fortnite and stuff, they don't need physical versions, right? That game, those games Mm -hmm. are constantly updating. And yeah, I mean, like I said, they don't even sell physical versions of those games anymore. Right. Uh, it's not even the same game that it was when it was released. Right. But when you hear stories of like, look at the cyberpunk situation, right? Where the game on the disc was like totally broken. And even the day one stuff, like made it playable, but it wasn't, you know, it wasn't where it needed to be. And it, look, look how many updates and patches and content they've put out for that game since the game came out, right? That game is totally different than the one you would get on the disc. So, like, I don't know. Even third-party games on Switch, I, like, hesitate to get. Uh, mm-hmm. Especially, like, you look at something like Doom or Wolfenstein. Yeah, those games have physical versions, and they're great physical versions. They're cool. They're cool boxes to have, but, like, if you can't connect those games to the internet and you don't get those updates, you can't play the game because literally half of Wolfenstein, you have to download. Yeah. I was watching digital foundry about Wolfenstein to the new order. And if if, it would be to me personally, that would be a game that if I feel like I need to buy. Yeah. Cause I haven't bought it yet. Um, If I want to buy it, I could go out and buy it. If it's cheap. Cool. That's fine. Or if there's a good sale digitally, that's fine. I'll get it there uh, because I beat it on PS4 already. So there wouldn't be no need for it, but I'm just like, this is Nintendo. Uh, and it, from what I hear is some great things. So I'm like, I could double dip if I feel like with that. So. Oh, you muted again, Corey. Oh, oops, sorry. Uh, my, yeah. my son woke up and he's kind of crying. So I'm trying to like, okay mute when i'm not talking but uh i mean there are a couple third-party games that i'd totally buy on switch like the witcher that entire game is playable on the on the cartridge right it's playable Mm -hmm. uh some of the smaller stuff like you know death's door i'm getting physically and a lot of the indie stuff obviously that entire game is going to be there uh some of the ubisoft soft stuff that's come out i will you know it's all there so it's it's like a you gotta pick and choose, I guess, if you're you know digital conscious or whatever. But yeah, you know. Anyways, like oh, another example is Final Fantasy X and X two. Remember the first run of that game? You had to download Final Fantasy X two because it wasn't on the cartridge. Yeah, you had to. Yeah, and I was like, that's BS. I don't want that. But like that, there was so much backlash that they ended up releasing the 
the cartridge with both of them here because they released it in Europe and Japan. Yeah. So that was that was the thing about it. People were just like, why are the other consonants getting the physical and we're not getting the physical? Square just makes some weird decisions. Big supporter of Nintendo, weird decisions that they decide to go with for the for it. So uh, what Corey do should we do family news or doc mode? Like where do you want to go? I don't I don't I don't know. I mean there's there's kind of a lot to talk about, but I really do want to talk about the uh the um supposed Nintendo Direct that's happening in, in September. I know we talked a little bit about it on Expansion Pass, uh that's out for patrons mm-hmm. already. Uh I think it's going f- three on s- next Sunday, but like you know, that stuff about uh Retro Studios pitched games, right? The the Heroes of Hyrule and the Project X games, right? Those that stuff came out. Uh I'm trying to see here. Um you know, the Wii U stuff, uh the online stuff is being taken off in October. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm just trying to I'm trying to see. There's a couple things. Um but there's nothing really big to talk about. Splatoon of uh, Splatoon 3 already leaked online and through like an emu- <laughs> online emulator, so, you know, that's happening. Yeah. Well, uh um, let's get into dark mode. All right, if there's anything uh, we want to talk about after this, th- then we'll do it, but uh but yeah, I want to talk about this, Ed. Okay. Uh, so, Corey, I'm gonna handle put Doc Mode in your hands. Okay. For this. So, a lot of people know that uh, people like Jeff Grubb and Tom Henderson and uh, VGC and Eurogamer have all reported that there will be some sort of Nintendo Direct, a Zelda Blowout Direct, as they're calling it. Uh, but there's also been some other stuff like maybe a Mario trailer movie. Uh, the Illumination has already updated their website to call it the Super call the movie Super Mario Brothers, which shocking. I know. Right. Uh, <laughs> I told my wife that I was like, they came out with a movie in the title for the Mario movie. She's like, what is it? I'm like, Super Mario Brothers. She's like, what else would it be called? <laughs> I'm like, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh you know that kind of stuff maybe we'll see a trailer for that uh the Metroid Prime remaster could also be shown off EA's it takes two so there's actually a lot to kind of unpack cuz we like after really Pokemon we really don't know what's coming right we right. have theories we have ideas we've predicted as much on probably <laughs> five of the last 15 (laughs) expansion passes right yeah (laughs) uh but after pokemon we really don't know so this is this is a quick write-up from nintendo life gosh nintendo life's just the best it's the best yeah Uh, they always have everything broken down and everything uh Earlier this week, game journalist Jeff Grubb spoke about a Nintendo Direct taking place at some point this month. While there's no official announcement just yet, Grubb has now elaborated on his original comments, reiterating what he has heard from his own sources. Speaking to Nintendo Shack crew, Grubb explained how Zelda Zelda titles Wind Waker and Twilight Princess re-releases would most likely be part of the focus, including a possible, possible name reveal of the Breath of the Wild sequel. Quote, a lot of Zelda stuff. Now I said the word blowout. Everyone is hyper fixated on that. 
I don't know what their uh, exact plans are. I suspect that it's it's been uh, intimated to me. This is probably happening. Uh, this is probably happening that we will probably get the name of Breath of the Wild two, and we will also get ports of the Wii U HD transfers of Wind Waker and Twilight Princess. In uh, quote, that's not all. He went on to state how Metroid Prime Remaster could be in the cards, as well as the announcement of EA's game It Takes Two for Switch, uh, which has also been mentioned elsewhere online. Uh, quote, Metroid Prime is also supposed to come out this holiday. We would, uh, so we should get all that as well. So then that's when uh, we started talking about that's a lot of remasters, especially a lot of kind of GameCube remasters. Uh, will they theme it around that? We have no idea. Uh, ellipsis. It takes two. Will come by. Is coming to the Switch. Uh, that's the one of the games I've heard. Yes, it'll be in the direct. So yeah, there should be a lot in there. It should be pretty big. It should be much bigger than the series of stuff they did throughout the summer when they didn't have a real general direct. So it's exciting, and I'm looking forward to it. Beyond that, Jeff uh, says he doesn't know. Any of the fine details of the rumor direct, such as length, other participants, and an exact date. He also took this opportunity to mention how Nintendo has, quote, been holding on to so much of this stuff for so long, and then it takes forever for it to apparently decide <laughs> when certain games are will be launched, Ref, uh, referencing the rumored Fire Emblem game as an example. That's supposedly just sitting at Nintendo HQ ready to be released. Uh... So, yeah, that's a lot to unpack. Uh, I mean, this sounds like the perfect direct for me, right? Fire Emblem, two Zelda, three Zelda games. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm, I mean, Metroid Prime also. Like, that's, gosh, that's like the perfect direct for me. Um, but what are your, what like, I know you're going to say it's probably not happening. I, but if this is the supposed direct that we're getting, what are your thoughts on this? Like, is this enough to make a direct out of like what, how do you think Nintendo will position this? How long will it be? When are these games coming out? Because I have a lot of thoughts, especially if there's two Zelda ports coming. I have a lot of thoughts on this specifically. So, um, I think it is happening this month. Um, when it would happen though, I when they just say like it'll happen on the twelfth, I'm like Nintendo was not gonna do a direct on a Monday. So you could throw that out. If they were gonna do anything like a direct, they would have to do it this week before Splatoon. But I think they're probably gonna wait till after Splatoon is done so they could focus more on the fall and the winter. Um I don't think they're gonna go port heavy. With, with definitely with them not saying anything about Advance Wars. If all of that other stuff came out before Advance Wars, people are going to be questioning Nintendo, like, what's going on? Because we know that you guys held on to this game for the war. Even though that's still going at this time, what have you guys really been doing with this game? Because now, like I said, that with the delay of Advance Wars, Wave 4 had to go in and, and start polishing stuff because even they for somehow been a quiet and everything. I think they're going to probably focus on stuff from like like Harvestella from Square Enix. Um, I don't see It Takes Two coming to Switch. 
Because I think what's going to happen. See, that's the perfect game for Switch, though, because it's got the two controllers to pop off. But the problem is is that no one is going to care and it's too late to do it. I don't think so, dude. All those other games. Unraveled and Unraveled 2 came to Switch like five years after. This is coming, what, a year and a half? Right, and and everybody was mad at EA about that because no one played Unraveled 2. And guess what? It's still on the top 20 charts every time there's a sale. Which is weird. Which is literally weird because and this everybody got game was of the in, year. So you put you put game of the everybody year. Everybody was that? everybody was upset because it shouldn't got game of the year. I don't People no, see. Like, I oh, I think you're wrong. I think I think we were upset because there's some great games that year. But I think a lot of the industry thought this was like the best game that came out this year. Hands well, down. That's the, that, that was the thing about it. People felt like well, people really felt like Metroid Dread, Metroid Dread should have got it, and. It takes two shouldn't have get it. Not saying that it takes two is a bad game or anything, but no one play it takes two. And even though yeah, you can't find streams about streams that people played it and had some good fun with it, but it literally when it came out, zero talk about it. See. Even journalists was giving it zero talk and everything. So it was just it. It's, it, the fact that with EA bringing, I don't know if EA is publishing or anything, the fact is is that when these games come out for these other platforms, these indie games, the Nintendo version should be there also. I'm not saying that it's always going to be there, but if it's a... a, a vis, uh, he's already working on his new game. We know Nintendo is not going to get it. We understand, I understand that you know, it would be perfect for local co-op or or something. But with EA, it's too late for you guys to bring this game when this game should have already been out. See, I don't. I don't but this I is the way that you're wrong. But I this, think it's fine. I, but I think this is the way that EA is trying to show, and I'm putting in quotations, support for Nintendo. They're bringing these games, but they're going to be bringing them out late and everything. I mean, I, I mean, I, I don't disagree with you on that front, but I think that this game's going to sell way better than you think it is. Well, the thing about the thing about it is, is that it can't drop no time soon. Because if you try to drop against some of the games that's hitting the rest of the rest of this year, it's going to get demolished. There's no, there's no way that it takes two. It's going to, it, it may sell well, and people are interested, but EA is going to have to do some big pushing, uh, marketing this game on Switch. They're going to have to do a big job, and if EA is not doing it, that's going to be a problem because all of those other games are going to crush it. Hmm. Now I, I understand that me and you disagree about it, uh. But I, I just feel like it's too late for them to bring that game. Now, if they do, if they do bring it, and people are interested in playing it, great. That that's good. But you got to, you better hit it on the, you better put it on a date where it's it's literally dead, and you and they need to market it and stuff. Because See, yeah, I if think it's that, just, I think this game come, the, I think this game comes out during the game awards for Switch. This mm-hmm. is what I would do if I was EA, right? You have, you know how Joseph Ferris is always at the Game Awards, right? <laughs> He's always there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I bet you get him out there to announce his next game and say, if you want to play It Takes Two, it's on the Switch. 
I bet I bet that's how they I bet that's how they market it. That's how I would do it if I was marketing this game and you wanted like a huge initial push, you put it out on Switch and then on all the other platforms, like maybe Xbox gets it on Game Pass, maybe PlayStation gets it on PlayStation Plus Essential or whatever. Mm-hmm. And if people want to buy it, you put a big old discount on it, like fifty percent discount, and then you put it on Switch. I think that's how you do it. it if if EA's going to do that, they they really need they need to not say do it now, but they really need to make it a big thing because the thing about it is just it, it's still people are still reeling from the hurt. Not hurt or the upset for that for a game of the year, and people and it's just like I, see, how did I don't you... think people are upset that it won game of the year. I don't think they are. For a lot of the reactions, it has been a big upset. I mean, they were disappointed in the show already, or some people have that they made that <laughs> that, that their expectations. But I think because Metroid Dread was so good and so memorable, and people have been you know, we're buying it and playing it and still showing it off. And I guess it was more noticeable and people were talking about it that it should have been uh it, it should have uh, you know kind of it should have won game of the year for a lot of people. But and a lot of people just felt like how did it take to win? Because if I did a vote for it and a lot of people not talking about it how did it win? Because it's just like, did my vote even count? Because uh, they, they, it came into question about the Game Awards. Why in the heck are you having us as the community or people who are going to watch it vote and it doesn't do anything if all your votes really count for all the journalists and everything? You know. I, mean, I, I, I guess, but uh, yeah, I don't know. If I think I think it's a great way to show off the switch i'm shocked that it wasn't there initially uh mm. i don't know i mean i'm not sh- i mean i'm not shocked because joseph ferris has already said he doesn't really care for the switch but also like that would be totally be the game that you show off for switch it's a co-op game it's a platformer you know the switch comes with two controllers theoretically already right like that, that's just the game that you show off i feel like mm-hmm. so i don't know i think I but think also, going, like I this think, is the game I'm least interested in. This rumor, <laughs> so what do I know? Right, and 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 I think everything else is a possibility. It's thrown up in the air that could happen. I feel like a lot of that would be something that they were announced in November for uh, their last direct of Nintendo was going to do that or whatever they change it to. I mean, if they want to announce those games for this this direct, that's cool. But it's going to be like, man. I think people are going to be like, I want to see what some of the third party is bringing. Um, I want to see what update is going to be with Bayonetta. What update is going to be with Mario and Rabbit Spark? Uh, what's going to be with Pokemon if they do it? What does what is these montages going to be? Are we getting another collection? I think there's so much other stuff that people are excited to see. Like they want to see Silk Song, even though I was surprised that Microsoft had it. But that's a great get for Microsoft. And if Silk Song can be in this presentation, that's what people are going to be talking about. You know, um, what is D- Digital Devolver doing? Like. Trek the Yomi, are we getting that for Switch? That some people might be interested in stuff. You know, 
if Nintendo is going to bring Zelda, Twilight Princess, and Wind Waker, it will happen. When it does happen, though, it's going to be... It's going to be... Are you using this to fill the gap that we missed because uh, Breath of the Wild 2 is not it's not there? Because I... If I was going to announce Breath of the Wild 2 mm-hmm. with its actual title, I'm not doing it in September. There's no way I'm doing it in September. Anuma wants to come out and make this a big thing. See, so here's, I was gonna... here's my thing with those games now, right? Where, like, mm-hmm. these games are going to come out. <clears throat> I feel like Breath of the Wild is being pushed the next holiday. That's my thought. So it's holiday 23? Mm-hmm. And I think I, I, I think I, agree. I think you're gonna have a one-two punch with, I would say Metroid, some sort of Metroid Prime, or Metroid. I'm, I think in Prime Four is leading spring or summer. I mean, they're gonna put out the second two games before then. You're not gonna put out Metroid Prime One and then Four. I feel like here's what I think though with Zelda. I think you're gonna put out one of the games this fall. Right, in October, because we were talking mm-hmm. the other night where Nintendo doesn't... Technically, Nintendo doesn't have anything between Splatoon and Bayonetta, right? Technically, they have Mario Rabbids, but that's technically Ubisoft, so like... Ubisoft, yeah. You know, I mean, yeah, it has Mario in it, so technically it's a Nintendo it, game, whatever. But, like, hold on, let me finish. I, let me finish. Oh. Let me finish. Let me finish. I gotta get it out. I gotta get it out. <laughs> uh, so, like, you could easily put Wind Waker in there either at the end of September or after Persona 5 comes out, somewhere in that area. Metroid, somewhere, like, within November, right? And then you put Wind Waker out in the spring. Actually, I would put Twilight Princess out in the spring. Actually, no, I would put Twilight Princess out in October and Wind Waker in the spring because I think more people want Wind Waker than Twilight Princess. It's my opinion. That's just what I see online. And you don't want to get, you don't want Twilight Princess to be buried because people are going to buy other things in in the spring, maybe. Mm-hmm. Although it's Nintendo and it's Zelda, so I don't know. <coughs> and then they put <laughs> Breath of the Wild out in the fall. <laughs> like that's well, my I, opinion. I, I I I wouldn't disagree. I I would probably move Twilight Princess actually to January. Gross. And wink and wind waker at least until summer. I, I I will move those games. I would even put them in twenty two. I will move those games to twenty three. And the only reason why is because I feel like at this point in time, Nintendo needs a January game. And if it's not anything new, it's a port. I I would feel. Um. I I I could see that happening. And stuff. I I don't know if they wanted. I I wonder what they do a four month or kind of like a four month. I want to say four to six month difference for the releases of the games. Like they announced, but they I I could see Twilight Princess coming up out and Wind Waker coming after. Uh, so it's just like mm, that. I would actually be shocked if they could get Twilight Princess out to, at the end of this month. That would be interesting. Well, uh, the thing too, to though, see. the thing is, is like, I keep forgetting it's September already. I, oh, uh, this. I mean, they would ha- they have to have enough leeway to you know print you know print the cartridges, get them to retailers mm-hmm. and stuff. So you're looking yeah. at at least six weeks for that, right? Like like four to six weeks at least. 
So it'd be it'd be like mid October at the earliest if this direct was tomorrow, you know. And I yeah, and I think Nintendo will be like, okay, we don't have uh, these games coming out, but this is these updates are the reason why updates for Wii Sports, uh, uh or Switch Sports. I'm sorry, updates for um, Mario Battle League, uh, updates for Mario Golf, uh, updates probably the Ring well, Fit Mario Kart's got a couple uh, waves coming too, you know. Yeah, um, you know, probably uh, updates for even though this is not Nintendo, Master Hunter because they go even though they may have their own thing, uh, in this month, but there's supposed to be some new stuff coming for September. Who knows? We might actually see a Zelda costume or Link's costume back again in a Master Hunter game. Who knows? Uh, they'll probably feel like okay, we got all of these updates that's dropping, so that's why we want to get this stuff out now i i i i I, even though i i brought up it takes you know we talked i had a discussion about it takes two um that may be the game that yeah if they do it for the game awards i think they will probably announce it at um at the awards for that day it's like it's out now you know after the show so mm-hmm. that'll be sometime sometime in December if they want to do that. Uh, I think with a lot of stuff, I, I, it's going to really take a lot of of Nintendo to really bring some stuff out because Japan, in a sense, just kind of opened back up. You know, like tourists could go to, back to Japan. So I think a lot of companies and stuff is opening back up. So a lot of games being worked in Nintendo are probably resuming and it's probably development is now going a little bit faster and smoother. So uh if Jeff Keighley can snatch the Breath of the Wild 2 announcement, that would be huge for the show. That that like that that would be the thing that he needs to work hard to get. Now it depends if Nintendo is up to it. But like I said Anuma wants to make this a big deal. And I think the next Nintendo Direct, that is going to be the end of thing. That Anuma comes out, he talks about some stuff, and then he shows it. Because he's going to announce Twilight Princess and Wind Waker. They, they would not, un- unless it's, this is the Legend of Zelda 2 and Grezzo is working on it, and like they did Link's Awakening, that would be the only time that he's not coming out. He's gonna come out and he's gonna speak on these console Zelda games. See, I don't, I don't think these are, I don't think these are game awards. I feel like Nintendo's kind of shied away from the game awards recently. Yeah. Uh, especially since Reggie left, right? Like, I feel like Reggie was like the, we got to do this. Whereas Doug Bowser has kind of seemed to be taking a backseat in terms of a leadership personality. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a very different Nintendo. We'll say yes. Uh. I mean, not that that's right or wrong or anywhere in between. It's just they're just a different Nintendo. Uh, so I actually, I think, I think Nintendo is just going to do this on their own. I, and I don't know if there's a direct after the Game Awards, like there has been in the past, or yeah, if you know, I mean, I, I, the, I don't know. The, I feel like the last, I think the last direct they want to focus on what they've got plans for two for twenty three. You know, uh, because that's what mostly happened with some of their directs that 
a risk from Nintendo themselves. When they do their last direct, this is what the near this is this is what the future holds for the Switch for the next year. Yeah. I think this one, like like I said, the fall and winter, if because I feel like Prime Remaster, Wind Waker, and Twilight Princess will be not saying expected, but will but will really bring joy to a lot of gamers. Oh, dude, that, I, that is I'm happening. telling you, man. I will I will find a way to <laughs> I you know my love for Twilight Princess. Yeah. I will play that on every single console that's available on. I own it on every single console except for GameCube, which I'm finding another physical copy. We won't go down that story road again because it's too hurtful. Uh you know, but like I will play it what whatever console they put it on. Whatever, if hmm. they if they put it on a toaster oven, I would find a way to play it. Uh, I I think I still own my GameCube version, so I may ship it to. No, me. don't do that. Um, I own it on three systems. <laughs> like I know, but <clears throat> I don't, don't. And I love the Defenders of Reginald Wii U. I know that. I mean, that version is incredible. <laughs> uh, but man, see, like. You know, I will play it on whatever console that comes out on. But, like, I think the Shining Star would be Wind Waker on an OLED Switch, right? Like, those colors are going to pop and that, like, the music's going to be great. And I don't know. I feel like Wind Waker out of all these is going to be the best looking game on the Switch. Oh, oh, 150% agree. Yes. So. I really, I, t- to actually tell you the truth, I think Wind Waker will push more sales for OLED. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think it's going to do, I think between <laughs> between games like Splatoon and, you know, Wind Waker and, uh, you know, stuff like that, like stuff that's more, that lends its art style more to like a bright color palette, you know? Yes. Like, don't get me wrong. Twilight Princess is great, but that's not. That's not uh, gonna do its the best at showing off the OLED, right? Neither. I mean, it, I don't even think Metroid Prime is gonna do that, right? Those games are no. very dark and very trying to go for a atmospheric style. and yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean, I think I think Wind Waker. You know, we'll see what Splatoon does, right? But I think Splatoon and Wind Waker are gonna be like some of the best looking games on this console, hands down. At so the end if... of the day. But so I will say, even when we had that talk and you said, what if they dropped Wind Worker before God of War? Thinking about that, that is the I think that would be the best scenario to happen. Mm-hmm. That you can bring I, I feel like give me Twilight Princess this month, give me Wind Worker in November. Because yeah. October's already packed. And we don't got well, really, I, we really I mean I would save I would save I wouldn't put them out too close together because i think people are going to get zelda out you know mm-hmm. not that you know I, I mean i would play them both back to back whatever but like i think people are going to get zelda out and i don't i want both these games to do well so this is i think this is going to be the sh- well i won't say this is going to be the struggle if they do space them out does microsoft a part of it. Not saying it's a problem or anything because a lot of people won't be playing their games on Game Pass, but it's the planning of getting and playing games on their platform because I know Microsoft is going to go hard in 23. 
Well, so, I mean, Microsoft doesn't really have anything this fall, right? Except for maybe mm-hmm. like they have. I think Deathloop is gonna kind of be positioned as their big game this fall, even though it came out on PlayStation last year, right? Because yes, uh, you know, it's already done. It's gonna be on Game Pass. That's gonna be their big push. Um, and then I think they have the marketing deal for for <laughs> Skull and Bones. Sorry, I didn't. I didn't mean to cough, but I mean it was probably warranted. Uh, you know, and so because Starfield is leading the charge for for Xbox next year. Yeah, but I mean that game. Ga- I mean, I don't know. I have so many mixed feelings. I, I, I really don't have any feelings on Starfield because, to be honest, I don't care about Starfield. But like, I just have so many mixed feelings on Xbox, and it, a lot of them are kind of disappoint. Like revolve around disappointment because I thought like man Xbox is going to have such a great console generation and by now I thought we would have had like at least like Hellblade I thought Halo was going to be like you know take off in a bigger way Mm -hmm. you know and it just kind of it kind of stinks to see like you know I I mean I bought an Xbox because I like Gears and I like I like Halo well enough and Oh, there's a new fable in development. There's, you know, Hellblade's going to be cool. I just thought we were going to have some of the stuff already. And not to make this about Xbox, but like I really don't see what they're selling this fall. Like really at all except for like cheaper boxes and Game Pass. You yeah. Know? Which I mean, great. That's their whatever. And I mean, they have the the what Hot Wheels expansion for Horizon and a new season for Halo and hopefully Deathloop comes out and but like I mean play, 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 Tokyo. Well that that's not they can't release that on Game Pass until what May? Because it's a year exclusive. Oh it's a year exclusive, okay. So But this I think it's just with Microsoft just like if if Nintendo is dead for a bit in 23 Microsoft got you know that's good for gamers who's going to be able to work with that schedule mm-hmm. I think right now if a Twilight Princess and Wind Waker does happen within this year um, when it does uh, I think that's going to be a great benefit for Nintendo and for gamers because I think it's always it's, for a lot of people with saying that it's a guaranteed sale for them that's going to be good sales for Nintendo. Twilight Princess and Wind Waker probably will hit a million plus. Wind Waker may well, hit it faster. Here's the thing. I mean, granted, Twilight Princess and Wind Waker are both way better games than Skyward Sword, but Skyward Sword only sold like four million. I mean and I say only, like four million is a ton of copies, but like you compare that to the almost thirty million that Breath of the Wild has sold, it's like, man, you mm-hmm. like I think that says a lot about Skyward Sword as a game, you know. I think it's. I don't think it's, it says more of a game. I think it's more of this has already been done compared to this is already new, and this new thing that we didn't know that we were going to get has been not only like an experiment, but it also sold the Switch on what it means. Of course, it was also on Wii U and everything, but there was just something about that game we didn't expect. 
we was curious about Skyward Sword because of the controls. We never said anything else about the game itself. It was always the controls. Yeah, I mean, you know, and I think it's that Wind Waker. I'm mean, not Wind Waker. When Breath of the Wild gave us that experience, and we're still finding out more of that experience, people are still going out to buy that game to find out. And you know, it it's still a attached rate to gamers who are picking up a new Switch. Yeah. They're they're going to buy. Uh, buying and stuff. I think Skyward Sword is just more of, oh, it's a Zelda game. I want to have it in my collection. I can't get it on Wii on because I don't play that system. I got a available Switch. I'll get it just to hold on to it. That's it. Yeah. I mean, look, after, man, after I'm done with Link's Awakening, maybe I'll go back to Skyward Sword and mm-hmm. see how it plays because, like, that's that is a game that, like, truthfully, really like the story. I think it's one of the best Zelda stories. The I can't I I hate playing it. You know, like mm-hmm. even with the button controls, like I I can't stand playing it. And maybe I'll try like the um motion controls, but like I just can't stand playing it. And so I don't know. I'll give it another try, but I don't know. Yeah, I, and I I can see that. I, I can see that. It, it really feels that Switch will be the system for all the Zeldas. If you want, if you literally want the full experience of Zelda, Switch is going to be it because you already got Zelda One and Zelda Two on uh, NES. You got um uh Super um uh, not Super Mario Land. Uh, you got Zelda Three uh, or Zelda: a Link to the Past on Super Nintendo. You got Majora's Mask and Ocarina of Time for N64. You got uh, Link's Awakening, the remaster. You got uh, Skyward Sword uh, as a remaster. Well, a remake, actually, for Link Link's Awakening. And the only ones that's, that's missing are the two Oracle games, Minish Cap, the four sword game, like those four sword games, and, uh, yeah, and all of that, like on, the side those games, those will be on some sort of Nintendo Switch Online package. Like that, yeah. that's another thing that they could totally release this fall, mm-hmm. right? Like, remember the Nintendo sixty four one was announced in September and released in October, right? So that yes. that's something they could totally do also in this direct to say, hey, we you know Game Boy, blah, 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 blah. they could have like little Mario with little bunny ears run out and do some stupid thing and then they'll do their whole thing and you know i mean i the the oracle games and the original Link's awakening and minish cap like i've always said like i think game boy is going to be on the the 20 dollar version and game boy advance is going to be on the 50 dollar version you know that's always been my thing and i know we'll be missing like spirits tracks and uh the other ds game like i i understand those games that we could we'll miss but like for the like console ones, like kind of like the main games in a sense, Switch is going to be the place for it, you know. And if they bring out Twilight Princess and Wind Waker, you, you got the all. You literally got about, I would say, seventy five percent of the Zelda series, all right there, on top of having Hyrule Warriors and Age of Calamity, you know. Uh, like, like you have that whole full experience on the Switch and everything. Now, 
excuse me, with this with this if this possible direct or hypothetical direct, I I I would love to see what they start out with. And I would love to see what they're going to announce because they'll probably be like 45, 35 to 45 minutes or 43 minutes. I want to see what they do with the montages. Like what is what's in the montage that we don't know about or that's going to be announced because like I think No Man's Sky is, is out, I believe, or it's coming out. So that has a chance to be in the Nintendo Direct. Uh you know, Harvest Stellar and Diofield Chronicles that might be able to come. Uh, we may see something for uh, Triangle Strategy as an update, or we might get our first look at Octopath Traveler two. We may get our look at Dragon Quest twelve on on it. You know, we Square Enix could be really surprising. I would be shocked if Remedy shows up with something. On there, I would be shocked if Rockstar and well, remember, give us Alan Wake remastered. I think was actually announced for Switch at some point. Yeah, it was. So I mean, that could definitely that be happening. Be, yeah, they could probably be showing that. Which I have a feeling that that's probably going to be in the direct. Like if if Nintendo really wants to get Remedy on board, they they could show it uh, and talk about it. That'd be cool. Because I I I have a feeling. I have a feeling that Remedy is going to be supporting Nintendo on their next platform or their next console. I think Nintendo is supposed to be like, okay, let's get our console up in power uh, so we can get some of these big third parties. They've seen the success with the Switch. There's a possibility that same success could consider on our next console. That That's just my theory uh, with that. Uh Maybe CD Projekt Red brings something. I think CD, shoot, CD Projekt Red could bring the old Witcher series, like one or two. That could drop on, on Switch. That, yeah, I, I mean, I think, I, I mean, the Witcher 2 is already done and out. Like, Microsoft, I think, published that on the 360. Mm-hmm. Although, I think, I think CD Projekt want, wants to self publish. Uh, but I mean, I think, I don't, <laughs> I don't know about the Witcher 1. I mean, it would be for a completionist's sake, maybe, but like, the Witcher 2 is actually a in a pretty okay game, right? It's not an open world game like The Witcher 3, but it's a pretty decent RPG, you know. Yeah. And we haven't even touched down on the Embracer group. Embracer group might not be in this direct, but I no. think they're going to be in future directs. If if Oh yeah, I mean they have so many they have so many games. Like yeah. Look, they have they have what 140 studios now. Yeah, like their games are bound to end up on Switch at some point, right? So, like especially like HD remasters and remakes. So yeah, which Cause... is crazy because like I actually <laughs> I know a lot of people don't like the Embracer Group because you know the internet says you're not supposed to like them, but I actually like a lot of the IP that they owned. And don't forget they own Deus Ex and. Tomb Raider and Thief and Legacy of Kane. Like a Legacy of Kane collection would be if they pop on that mug with Soul Weaver and they said you could download this game right after the presentation, I would be shocked if the eShop don't crash. Yeah, like so. it, it, it 
and yeah, I say that a lot and it doesn't happen, but I'm just like, a lot of people are, when Portal 1 and Portal 2 collection, the Portal collection was happening, people were just like, wait, what? Because everybody at that time was talking about Portal 2. People who loved Portal 2, I should say, uh, were just like, were shocked that that was happening or in anything. You know, heck, Val could come in and literally just kick Twilight Princess and Wind Waker's tail. Like, they could be like, yeah, we're bringing the Half-Life episodes 1 to 2, and guess what? Half-Life 3, episode 3, is going to be exclusive to Switch and Steam. Time exclusive. Yeah. If they were, even though that would be Gnosis, that it would never happen, watch Twitter just have a meltdown. So, just say social media. Social media would have a meltdown. I would be looking at Nintendo Live to be like, what the world is going on with everybody said because that's going to be the trending i think once this nintendo direct happens for the next two days after that showcase that is always that's that's what's going to be trending besides some of some of the memes or whatever because <laughs> i know someone's going to take some of the memes from there and everything yeah. you know uh life is strange could be have having it because i don't think we even got the Remaster collection of Switch. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's coming out what in two weeks? I think. I think so. Probably. So, um, I mean, I don't really care about all that. I care about Zelda. <laughs> you know, like I care about yeah. what Zelda is doing, and I hope that, um, you know, I I hope I, if there is any games coming to the Switch that I like truly want, it is those games. You know, in terms of ports. I just can I, I mean, get re- I, can I, I get rest of some Raider, please? Oh yeah, well those two, but uh, you know I look Wind Waker especially has been on two consoles that nobody bought, you know, and that's been that's been such a hard thing to watch, you know, like that console needs to or that game needs to be on something that people have purchased and bought and played, right? I just I feel so bad that that game is just stuck on these consoles and yes. it's like, there's no reason for it not to be on these on the switch at this point, you know? Yeah. It's bright. The HD port, the H the work is already done, you know, like the, the HD work is already done. Well, no, no, Nitsy, they, they may, uh, still play around with some things, but if they could just get like a hundred percent on that mug on the cartridge, do it. So I don't know. It's uh... which is which is funny. What came to my mind was uh, color splash. Came to my mind. I had seen that, and I'm just like, ooh, I forgot color splash. You just want to talk about everything else other than Zelda and Metroid, don't you? <laughs> I think you. I think you just listed every single video game that's not on Switch already. <laughs> well, the, well, the thing about it, because Twilight Pr- Corey, you know that I'm going to buy Twilight and. Pr- Twilight Princess and Zelda. You already know we're going to have a, uh, another Power Block or a special pass for it. We do know that when we do I our know. Nintendo Direct recap, that is what we're going to literally be talking about. I mean, I'm aware. I just, you know, these weren't in the rumor. I know that. I was just, just pointing it out. <laughs> it's just, it's just that there's just so much possibility that goes beyond this rumor. I should say that. Gross. You know? Yeah. 
Yeah. Because I would, because I, like, when we talked about uh, Metroid Prime, we were just, I like I said, put it in December. When the project, uh, Callisto Project Protocol happens, wait a week or two, drop Metroid Prime Remaster. People will buy it. I'll buy it. Yeah. I mean, shoot, since y'all all want to do space games for the next upteenth bus, uh, you might as well Nintendo just throw out Prime. I would love to see that beautiful world remastered and mm-hmm. running on Switch. Yeah, me too. I'm I'm hoping that... Man, I, I'm kind of shocked, though, that it's not going to be the whole collection in one thing. You know, I depending on who's working on it, mm, yeah, because I think the main team at Retro is focusing on four oh, and yeah. everything. Well, you know, yeah. they got they got all those people there, and Retro has been. Of course, Nintendo's been quiet, but Retro has been like, "I'm we're shutting up." We're not raised. We're not saying nothing. We're not ready to show you guys. We in our new building, or we in our uh, this building Nintendo built for us. We moved our assets. Uh, we are in this game. We got. We probably got everything designed. We're not ready to go go yet, but we have been in the trenches. We have been working on this game. Thanks for the love. Thanks for the support. Thanks for the rumors, but we're not saying a darn word. <laughs> we're working on this game. Yeah. Yeah. So. And shoot. <laughs> One last thing. <laughs> shoot. Retro Party uh, uh, breathed, uh, breathed a sign of relief because Metro Trek came out and was receiving good numbers from Mercury Steam. So uh, I'll. I don't think it's put retro pressure on retro. Retro be like, ah, oh, you guys are focusing on Metroid. Good, focus on that Metroid. Let us work on this. One. I would, I would actually love to see another 2D Metroid. I so like after Link's Awakening, mm-hmm. there's three games on my list to finish at this point. One is uh, <clears throat> Skyward Sword. One is uh, Metroid Dread, and what is what is the other one that I had on my list that I was gonna finish? Um, was it another first party game? Yeah. Well, you I've, did. I forget. Oh, uh, Mario 3D World. I need to finish those last two oh, levels. Okay. Uh, so like, yeah, but I, 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 I really, I really like Metroid Dread, except that I feel dumb when I play it. So I mean, I, I really think that that game did in a, it it brought Metroid back from the dead, essentially, you know, mm-hmm. like it really did, especially 2d Metroids. Right. Like I, th- I think, I think this is what people want. And I think that's what, and I think people got more than they expected from Metroid dread. Are there things I would have changed? Yeah. There's like some quality of life things that I would have changed or, you know, just something that would have made it easier for people who don't play Metroid games. Right. Like me, uh, Although I, I did download all the 2D Metro games onto the Wii U, but, uh, you know, I and I think the next one, I think, just because this one did so well for mm-hmm. them, that 
I think they're going to look at it and say, okay, this was for the hardcore Metroid fans. How do we get more people into Metroid? I, I, it's the Fire Emblem thing. I think now Kobe Tecmo is pretty much, uh, part of Nintendo for that's for the mm-hmm. Fire Emblem series. Mm-hmm. Mercury Steam is now part of the Metroid series, well, just along with Retro. It feels like it feels like they're pairing teams together, right? Where Intelligent yes. Systems is kind of like overseeing Fire Emblem and Koei Tecmo is kind of the developer and they report to to Intelligent Systems, right? Whereas like Yes. Metroid, obviously Mercury Steam has been working on these games, right? And I feel like maybe not Nintendo directly, but maybe maybe whoever's leading Metroid at Retro is kind of overseeing this or you know, someone like that. It feels like they're starting to pair teams off with other teams to kind of guide them while the main teams like you know, okay, Retro's working on Metroid Prime four, so they're yes. kind of overseeing the development of Mercury Steam, right? And Intelligent Systems was working on Paper Mario, but they're also, you know, looking over way forward with Advance Wars and uh, Koei Tecmo with Fire Emblem. Right? Fire Emblem. So yes, uh, I and I think that's really smart, and I think that keeps Nintendo hands on enough, but hands off enough. And I I know Nitsy. Well, I don't know Nitsy personally or anything, but if Nitsy is smart, if they see Mercury Steam in trouble financially, I really feel like they're going to snag, they're going to acquire them. Yeah. And I don't think it's going to be a loss to Microsoft or Sony, but I think, I think if Mercury, if Mercury Steam feels like they're financially a problem and everything, and Nintendo gets them, uh, I know they're going to be like, hey, I know now you guys are going to probably make us the Metroid developers, but we also want to do something else. But I think Nintendo just like, we see you guys have your own vision and creative f- freedom, and we respect that. As long as we could be supportive with you guys and partner up and we bounce ideas and everything, we could, you guys would be all right we could continue to work together, you know? Uh, and I think that's the same thing even with Platinum Games, is that Nintendo's just like, we work well together. You know, if if you guys get brought, there's nothing that we can do about it. If we finish the contract and we wish you guys the best. Yeah. You know, when Nintendo so rare to Microsoft, you know, people... Some people were happy, but you know, where has been a hit and a miss and stuff. Yeah. But but I think when you look at Banjo Kazooie coming on and Smash, it it reinvigorated a lot of people with about Rare. And yeah, Rare has a, a Smash uh, hit with Sea of Thieves, which is awesome. Uh, but now it just shows that man, people kind of miss Rare on Nintendo. Well, yeah, but to them. Rare was like Rare was the Nintendo sixty four, right? I mean, yeah. You know, even earlier for that, they just Rare wasn't part of Nintendo, but they were making Nintendo games until the N sixty four. Yeah, you know, 
Yeah, but I mean, you look at you look at the Nintendo 64 catalog. Like Rare was a Nintendo 64. Rare, Banjo Kazooie, Donkey Kong, 007, Blast Core, Gemini, uh, Blast, uh, Jet Force Gemini, yes, Conquer, uh, Perfect Dark. I'm sure I'm missing a couple more, but like, I mean, why did I feel like they did 007? They did. I said 007. Oh, okay. Uh, You know, and like. Man, Rare was everywhere on the Nintendo 64. And Yeah. Uh I mean for for that system to be out for 5 years and Rare put out what 8 9 games, Diddy Kong Racing uh which is the best kart racer on the 64. It's it's just you know, and then you move on to GameCube and you're just missing that entire catalog, you know? Yeah, okay. EA, EA put out some pretty decent 007 games after that like agent under fire night fire and uh everything or nothing are are pretty good right and Mm -hmm. uh golden eye rogue agent was okay and from russia with love was okay uh you know uh and but like we didn't get perfect dark you know and we got a pretty we didn't get killer instinct no and we got we got star fox adventure from rare right which you Mm -hmm. know was a decent game, but also not the Star Fox game people wanted. Uh, and so, you know, those games that I'm naming, like you take those away from Nintendo 64, like, yeah, Nintendo put out some great games, but like you think of Nintendo 64, like you're thinking rare. You think of Ocarina of Time, you think of Mario 64, you think of Mario Kart, and you think of rare games. Like that's what you think of when you, like initially. They- you know, they had that magic of making hit games. Yeah. And it just felt like when it got to GameCube, I don't know if it was because of the people that left Rare or what, but that magic felt like it was fading. Um, and it was that was a different business for Nintendo at that time. Yeah. Because to to see them sell Rare to Microsoft, that was huge mm-hmm. like no one uh, to me personally i didn't know nothing until i got that issue of egm when it was in the big news section and it was like nintendo sales where to microsoft i screamed in my house when i read that as a kid because you we didn't have the internet we had egm like i said egm was the bible of game and Game Pro and Game Informer stuff in other places. But EGM was the thing. And to see that head news, it was just like, how in the heck did they know about it, but none of us knew about it? Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh so so I'm excited for this direct. I'm I, excited to see what spe- speaking of rare, okay. sorry, before you continue, I'm actually shocked there's not some sort of curated version of rare replay on Switch. You know, or like, you know, Rare Replay Deluxe with like Donkey Kong 64 or like the Donkey Kong Country games or Diddy Kong Racing, you know, like, or, you know, those games Mm -hmm. are like pretty iconic, right? And so, I don't know, I'm actually shocked that like with how good of a relationship it seems like Nintendo and Microsoft have had. Yeah. You know, I mean, that relationship seems to have faded a little bit. Uh in terms of the public eye, but like rare replay would have been like the perfect switch game. 
Well, I, I think I think it hasn't faded. I think it was just that when Phil Spencer said we're not going to put all our stuff on every um certain platforms and everything, it was that thing that well we're not asking you to put all your games on your platform. We're actually now just asking you to put out some games, and I th- I guess Rare Replay was wasn't expected or wasn't requested for a lot of people due to the fact like stuff like Orbi and Cuphead had, was like major on Xbox. So that kind of took uh that kind of took, you know, the steam away from Rare Replay. Cause in all honesty, it's, there still is a chance that Rare Replay could come to Switch. There there is, you know, if I feel like if Microsoft and Rare really needed some sales or something, they would have did it. But I think CLDs is too successful. And for Rare, they kind of feel like, you know, we we done missed that boat. It's a little bit late for us to do anything. We want to focus on Everwild. I think that's the, 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 name, the name of the next game. They want to focus on that with CLDs. And you know, push that out more on Microsoft. I think I think Rare was happy to see how the recession for Banjo Kazooie happened. So now that gives Rare like a chance to be like, well, we can revive this game. Yeah, it won't be on on Nintendo, but it'll benefit us to get people to come to the Microsoft platforms to play it there, whether it's on PC or on Xbox. You know. Uh, where yeah. replay, I think it's just like it's so much oldness there. Um, where do you begin and everything to uh get people to buy it there on that system? Because for for a lot of people, I think if the digital version of Rare Replay is a nice price, people will go for it. If they if Microsoft want to do physical. I think people will probably double dip. And I think what would happen is they can't test the waters. They could be like, at this moment, it's digital only. Social media team, look for all the people who want it on physical. If we get a nice number of a possible, possible sale numbers that can happen, then we'll go make that physical and we'll put it out. And if people are double dipping, that's good business for us as Microsoft and Rare Reap and Rare. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I guess uh, I guess we'll see. But this this direct, I think. I mean, th- this is the first time I think in a while that we don't know what's coming after Pokemon. Yeah. And, you know, we need an update on Zelda. We need an update on Advance Wars. We need some clarity on <laughs> some other things coming. We uh, need a clarity on Prime 4, and we need to know what's the next Mario game. We need to know what Pikmin 4 is. Like, we have games that Nintendo has kind of somewhat dangled in our faces. So, But those, for first-party references, those are big. Yeah, you know, like 
we don't know if there's going to be a new IP. I guess I go back to saying ARMS 2 and everything. But we can't get ARMS 2. Heck, we could get Pokken 2. I mean, I feel like I think I feel like Pokken tur- a new Pokken tournament would, is pretty likely. You know. Uh yeah. I mean cuz like what? It was free for a little bit, right? Like that seems yeah. like an odd title <laughs> this uh you know, this this far in it- and that the Pokemon tournament that that just ended a couple of weeks ago, people were at the at playing Pokemon uh, as a fighter. <laughs> the Pokemon company was surprised. He'd be like, "Y'all played this game like this?" And it's like, "Yeah, yeah." So, I mean, that's that's a uh, kind of a weird one, uh, I think. But also, like, I don't and, know. and 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 Nitsy, who's been doing games like. Uh, Box Boy and Box Girl, uh, good job. Uh, Cadence of Hyrule, um, I believe that's the Necromancer game. Uh, they could be doing something with some small developer and bringing out one of their titles. Yeah, like Sakurai with his new channel. He's oh, already yeah, we didn't even talk about that. Right, he's already p- working through. Probably coming up with some ideas after you know this game channel and for you know it hit five hundred thousand subscribers and people have really been enjoying it. They're learning a lot from him. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of developers and gamers such as learning a lot. Sakurai could be doing something new that we won't see yet. That we probably won't see until twenty four. But we know that he got something plan so that's close to at right now six plus some games yeah now we just need concrete stuff we just need to be shown that mm-hmm. yeah so i mean we'll see but hey direct supposedly happening if there is you guys will be the first to hear it from us i think so Corey, you already know I'm going to be texting you like crazy or you text me because like Oh yeah. I, I I do wonder though, would it do they normally do their directs on Wednesdays or do they do them on Thursdays? It's usually Wednesday. Wednesday. Whatever that Wednesday is, I'm gonna have to skip Bossers podcast, sorry. Uh <laughs> I um, I yeah, mean, I would I would have to be like, look. dude. The best case scenario would be for it to happen the week you're off. Oh yes, and which I feel like that's what's going to probably happen. If it does happen and it's the week that I'm off, y'all do not call me. Don't send a smoke signal. Don't even text me. I am busy because I'm going to just be. I'm to me personally, I'm probably going to be on cloud nine. With all, like I don't feel like I'm going to be disappointed or let down. I'm probably going to be shocked to be like, wait, they're doing this. Wait, they got this game. Oh, this is the date. Okay, they're doing pre-orders. Corey, are we getting this game? What are we doing with this? Are we getting this controller? I can't get the Splatoon three controller from Best Buy yet because it's not up for uh, ordering. I know and it's it not. sucks. I know. Boo. Uh, <laughs> I get the game, uh, and they sold out of the uh, Splatoon uh, three Switch. Yeah. Well, that's that seems pretty, you know. Yeah. But yeah, I 
Any more thoughts? Because I think we probably spent an hour plus this. Um, we're actually at two hours and seven minutes, so. Okay. <laughs> I think yeah. it's probably time to wrap it up. <laughs> yes. Well, everybody, um, we're going to leave it right there. Corey, thank you for that doc mode for uh, our talking into the direct. This is important stuff, man. Zelda, Metroid, other things that Ed brought up. We didn't even talk about all the indie stuff that could be shown off, like the bigger indie stuff. You know? Look, that's a that's a whole nother indie direct that's probably going to be happening in October. I'm not ready for that yet. Everybody want golf story too, so and who knows? We might get Untitled Goose Gang too in this Nintendo direct. Oh no! But, don't give me that. Nope. Pass. We're get going me to say nope. we're going to save all of that. Ooh, I would love though Shredder Revenge DLC. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, but that's going to be it for the show uh, Corey uh, where can we find you you can find me at I am Corey and HD on Twitter and Instagram you can find me on the Boss Rush podcast all of the Nintendo Power Block content and uh, if you like Destiny you can find me on Tower Casuals you can find me on Standard Definition various things on the Boss Rush Network all that, all that stuff yes you guys can find me on Twitter at that retrico and on Instagram at the retrico Retro code. You can check more of my writings at bossfish.net. You can check more of Nintendo Pop Block and Expansion Pass on our YouTube page, F Boss Rush Network. And you can support the show by becoming a Patreon producer uh, and get your name shout out. Uh, I know uh, Shovel Knight Dig is coming out. So hopefully by the time. What day you guys- is that? I think it's this week. I think it's Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, More Shovel Knight. Uh, Even though it's a roguelike, I don't like it, but it's Shovel Knight. So I'm going to suffer through it for you guys. I am buying it, and we'll probably be talking about it uh, next next time. Um, last but not least, uh, we're going to try to have Grayson on for Splatoon, but we're going to be... Uh, uh, we're gonna wait a week to bring them on. We're gonna spend. We want. We all want to spend time with Splatoon three, uh, and then uh, I will bring him on, and we'll have that episode with him. Um, he mm-hmm. knows about it. He's excited uh, to come on, uh, and then we got some other stuff that's in the pipeline for you guys. But with that, everybody, have a great week. Have a great weekend. Hopefully, you had a great Labor Day weekend. Uh, Corey, thank you for this episode that we were able to record this week for, for Power Block. Yeah, uh, it was a good like it was a good discussion. I'm glad we uh, got to because we weren't like I said we weren't going to have one, but now we do, and I'm glad because I don't like missing weeks. So, yes. especially for this year. Yes, that is true. Well, with that, everybody have a great week, have a great weekend, and we'll see you next time on Nintendo Power Block. Bye, everybody. Woo-hoo. Goodbye. Yes.